Sarah Hathaway, as our guest, I need you to start us off with a major compliment. What's one nice thing that you can say about C- the CBS show Criminal Minds? Well, I'm going to go the obvious route here and say mm-hmm. that Mandy Patinkin is a treasure. Sure he is. Yeah. Which one? We only got to see him for the first two episodes we watched. But, um, Amigo Montoya? by Joe Montaigne? Yes. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, but Joe Montaigne yeah. is also a treasure, so that's a good trait. Yeah. But yeah. Joe Montaigne but... can't sing somewhere over the rainbow like Mandy can't. <laughs> yeah. Mandy is like a, like a critical part of my childhood in that he was in The Princess Bride, the movie I've probably seen the most in my life. Right. And it's so interesting in this show, which is very dry and procedural, as I'm sure we'll talk about, that there's, like, this guy giving this really fully realized, like, sensitive, emotional <laughs> performance in it. It's, like, so strange and, like, fascinating. I, that's why I think I like Joe Montana taking over, because he's pretty one-dimensional. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he, he gets he gets how to play down for the show. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Patinkin hilariously was like, no, I'm, I'm following my own muse here. <laughs> He was too, yeah, he was too clued in. They had to take him out because he got too emotionally stressed. Yeah. As as opposed to Boobs McHaircut JJ. Yeah, Boobs McHaircut is pretty much what I was thinking of her, too. (laughs) All right. Well, Tanya, why don't don't you go next? A major compliment for Criminal Minds. Um, So let me just open by saying that I'd actually seen all of these episodes before. This is one of your shows. Yeah. This is one of of my stories. Um, (laughs) And you so, spent how many hours watching? Criminal I don't Wars? want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I I think I want to come back to this at some point, but uh, um, but so as a as a function of that, I wanted to point out that there's actually they like lay some crazy groundwork for a like future plot arc that we didn't have to sit through. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You should um, briefly so Paget Brewster's character, because Paget Brewster is another boobs and haircut of this of this no, show. She, she's mm-hmm. she's. She's a haircut McBlazer. Haircut McBlazer. <laughs> haircut McBlazer. Yeah. I was just like, there's some, there's some weird like arcs of like brunettes getting bangs and then disappearing off of the show. Like this happens a couple of different times. Bangs are definitely. A cry it's for like, help hey, you got program. bangs. Oh, bye. We should try desperately to sex you up with bangs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the plan is with bangs, but it's not working for anyone. Um, on the show, I should say. So basically, it's working like, for you guys. Great. If you're wearing bangs, it's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Like the general population, everyone should have bangs. I actually have bangs, even though they're pulled back right now. So we're all fine with bangs. But what I was gonna say is basically, so Padgett Brewster, like, it turns out that she has like this crazy backstory. Oh, Chris is getting bangs. Yeah, right so Sarah now. has bangs, and so Chris pushes forward. So yeah. we've all got bangs now. I'm just gonna color some in on my forehead with this sharpie, so we're all good to go. Read and weep. Everybody's banging. Everyone's. Everyone's. Banging. Our new motto: We're banging. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Sorry, her backstory is that she's way more hardcore than you think she is. So she like secretly was with Interpol before she like came to the BAU, which is why in season two she said, "Oh, I'm just good at compartmentalizing." Yeah. So th- there's all this like traumatic shit going on, and somebody asks her like, "Why aren't you so like broken up about this?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm just good at compartmentalizing," and that actually is like legit foreshadowing for when it is revealed that she's actually a very like badass person. She's Jason Bourne. Basically. Which like you would not really? expect a show this stupid to have that level of like pre-planning and I just yeah. was really impressed. That's I was like wow that actually weird. like if you rewatch this this is like a real thing that is going on. Yeah. It's also fun because in that episode uh, the blonde one and the dorky one are so thoroughly incompetent in the field. <laughs> yes. Oh god. Yeah. It's, it's really clear that not really all weird. of them should ever go into the field like over half of the team should never be in the field <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> she but they're did. real good at flying on airplanes and talking yeah. about unsubs. It's also yeah. weird that the one that does the press conferences, Boobs McCaircut, also like can karate kick. Oh yeah, her <laughs> opening because in the opening title they show each person doing something. So like dorky guys like looking at evidence, doing a pattern. Computer girls on a computer. Uh, you know, uh, Greg from Dharma. Greg is pointing, and then <laughs> Boobs McCaircut is doing a karate roundhouse kick. Well, first she's sitting and listening, and then she's doing a karate kick. Yes. Yeah, whatever she heard, she didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Chris, what's your major compliment? My major compliment is for the non-team law enforcement people. So this is an FBI team that travels around, and invariably they run into local constabulary. (laughs) And local constabulary is always the magoo of of the group. So in the two-parter we saw, local rural Georgia sheriff reads aloud something he's like hey this is from the bible and he's like read the quote what do you think is going to happen and the guy's like duh, duh, duh. oh that woman was obviously kidnapped is going to be killed at a second location it says right here in the note <laughs> <laughs> and like they just don't even bother to try to make them competent or helpful in any way i'm still trying to deal with the fact that you said constabular constab constabulary <laughs> yeah you just threw that in and, and nailed it like you you executed it perfectly yeah, I went to college. That was great. I did. Yeah, I did too, and I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be smart, but now I'm just stupid. Mm. Uh, mm, TV. <laughs> sweet, yeah, sweet yeah TV. perhaps my 18 seasons of Law & Order has not helped me get smarter. Although, they never say constabulary. So, good work, Chris. Ah, they just stick with stabbing. No. Just, just straight stabbing. Uh, my major compliment is for every minor character, at least in the ones we saw. Every minor character is a celebrity I know from somewhere. And it's just like dreams I have. We picked all episodes with recognizable guest stars. The unsubs were all stars. Yeah. 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 Uh, The sky is dark because the unsubs were full of stars. Mm. (laughs) Uh, The guy, what was the first one? Was was he from Seventh Heaven? He was Uh, a James Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Dawson's Creek and um, Dallas football crying what's that varsity blues varsity blues, varsity blues. There it is. Dallas football crying Dallas football crying, Dallas football crying. <laughs> good morning meetsus welcome back to read it and weep we're a good podcast bad books movies tv all that kind of thing each week we review a topic selected by one of our generous uh fabulous sponsors we start and every show with a compliment that was the compliment sandwich i'm your host alex falcone Alex underscore Falcon on Twitter. Joining me as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. I have problems relating to people, but I see patterns everywhere. If only I could learn the pattern of love. <laughs> oh, he does, and then it gets taken away from him. Yeah, that's tragic, isn't it? Oh, that was super sad. Yeah, but yeah. he has a very greasy long haircut. Yeah, I I didn't like him ever, <laughs> and then as soon as his love died, I was like, well, now I have to go back and like you for all those other times. Uh, also joining us today, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Also in our Brooklyn studios, Tanya Davis. I can't focus on anything for more than four seconds at a time. That makes me the dumbest person in the room right now. <laughs> Wait. Also, Spencer Reed under duress. I gotta say, I yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Spencer Reed. Spencer Reed. Doctor Reed. Doctor Reed. 
I don't know. He's just so pathetic. It's hard not to. He's, he's I don't know. And he makes pathetic. like middle brow cultural references, and everyone else in his team is like, "What? You know Star Trek the original series? I can't <laughs> believe you you've right. seen a foreign film. Yeah, impossible." When you said uh, that you could only concentrate for four seconds, I was trying to remember when there was a goldfish in this show. <laughs> it turns out everyone Always. turns into a goldfish when their like geneticist girlfriend is being stalked and then kidnapped. Yeah, that's how there are goldfish. Yeah, all goldfish are under a lot of duress. Yeah. Also, all goldfish do have uh, a degree in genetics. Mm-hmm. As a rule, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. Also joining us today, we have a very special guest. She's in Chicago, Illinois. She's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter. Please welcome back Sarah Hathaway. I'm such a quirky computer technician. Look at my quirky bows and my sass. Yeah, she calls everybody baby. <laughs> yeah, baby or like mama lion, she said at one point. Yeah. And yeah. like her apartment, the brief glimpse we got of her apartment was just like a Betsy Johnson nightmare. Yeah, it like, it's a Betsy Johnson was- nightmare collaborating with Hot Topic for also, a limited Lisa time. Also yes, yes. Lisa Frank everywhere. Yeah, it was so strange. I, I feel like she's the person... I mean, none of these characters have like intense backstories, but she was the one I felt like we knew the least about, but they gave her the most like, extraneous stuff to try to make it seem like we knew something about well, her. She true, doesn't go into true. the field. She, she just can hack any computer anywhere with little to no access. Well, there's she... one time where JJ has to go away, and so she actually does have to go into the field, and she's very bad at it. <laughs> Wait, which could possibly be worse than Boobs McHaircut. No, she's actually worse than Boobs Boobs McHaircut is secretly a PR professional in addition to being a karate kicker. Oh, good. I'm sure that helped her when a pack of wild dogs attacked her. Clearly clearly she shot them all. She got to shoot them all. all. Also, that sounds like you're describing Spy. Have you guys seen Spy yet? Not yet. Nope. Not yet. Oh, you should. It's you very funny. It. But anyway, it's a it's a CIA uh, computer person who has to go in the field, and then she's si- sort of good at it and sort of not. It kind of alternates, but mm-hmm. really fun mm-hmm. uh, and not quite as sassy, but a lot similar to. The, it feels like it's based on what you guys just described. Mm, lots of hair bows. A lot of hair bows. So many uh, hair bows. Yeah. yeah. A lot of thinking. You slept with oiled up black men. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't had that kind of a day? Yeah. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I loved it when he was like, what happened between us was popcorn. And then took the longest pause in the world, and I was like, what <laughs> do with popcorn? And then he said, and a movie. But it's yeah. just the fact like that you're calling it popcorn is. proves that you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, you guys, this is episode number 295 of the podcast. Ooh. We have now done as many episodes as the length in feet of the U.S. Coast Guard cutter, the Eagle, the government's only active sailing ship. Yeah, mm. that's pretty awesome that the government just has an active 295-foot sailing ship. It does. Where is I, it? Uh, well, <laughs> Probably off the coast of Virginia. It's mostly for training. It was recently good. in Florida. But Stupid Virginia! <laughs> speaking of things... Uh, oh, actually, fun fact about this before I do that. Uh, originally, it was a German ship, and we took it as part of reparations for World War II. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're taking your ship, yeah. Germany. You and don't we'll, get nice things anymore. And we'll also have this. <laughs> Thanks. And then they repainted it and made it American. Uh, yeah. Speaking of things I just found out about this week, this week we're talking about Criminal Minds, the CBS crime drama that I did—I really did not know existed. And I'm, I don't really? know, I feel better. I, where did I still, know Greg went after Dharma and Greg. It's still on, I know. guys. I know. It's not even done yet. 
And this is why this is why you understand now why Greg was so much more uptight than Dharma's because he had a really gnarly job to go to. Oh my gosh, we didn't even see the ones where Greg's ex-wife gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Dharma is dead, y'all. <laughs> oh no, Dharma, you were so quirky. Yeah, and you taught yeah. him things about love. All right. Uh, so we watched. Let's see. Actually, we should say. What did we watch? We watched season two, episode fourteen, 14 and fifteen, 15? Mm-hmm, uh, which is a two-parter. Which is a two-parter. Well, to be continued action in there. Season seven, Snake Eyes, which is where they say a bunch of gambling jargon, and at season eight, <laughs> Zugzwang, which is Zugzwang that means something. Uh, so this is all sponsored by Sal, also from Brooklyn. Uh, Sal says, I'm not sure this is a guilty pleasure or absolute torture, uh, but my wife, Baroness Von Moneybags. Oh, this is the Mr. Von Moneybags. Oh. Ooh, oh. Sal Von Moneybags. Captain Von Moneybags <laughs> to yes. you. Herr Von Moneybags. <laughs> well, he used to be Herr, and then we took him as reparations, and now he's Captain. Mm. Now he's just <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rich guy. Well, so anyway, the Captain Von Moneybags uh, says that his wife absolutely loves the show, but he cannot stand it. Uh, I hope you like acronyms and unneeded abbreviations. What's an unsub anyway? And I picture him saying it that way, like, what's an unsub? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, I got to say, uh, I'm in your boat. Uh, Tanya are we all loves in your boat? the shit out of this show. And oh. I, uh, I, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. You're in that boat. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't even know how to explain my feelings about this show. It's not. It's not like. It, I don't love it in the way that you would love something of high quality. I enjoy that it like makes my brain stop like doing other stuff. Like I, I yeah. enjoy like it's like a very simple puzzle. It's like a Sudoku with a lot of like bad haircuts and fake yeah. tan. Yeah. I I sort of understand that, but it's also real murdery. And yeah, it's real there's murder. a lot of I will say that is something and I know that's something that um, that people have certainly touched on is that it, the treatment of women is very deplorable. It's not great. There's a lot yeah. of like and there's a lot of like unevenness like when they kill dudes, they'll like pan away. But when they kill women, it's like we have to see all of it and there has to be like at least 10 minutes of screaming, which I really don't understand. And I certainly I don't know. There I've was done some, I've done some strategic room leaving during this show for sure. <laughs> Oh, interesting. So it is a little intense for you, but you you like it anyway. I like the yeah the character arcs are predictably hard to leave. I will oh, say. Oh, that's so the part where they're not just solving murders, but the part where like Spencer Reed will just pocket some drugs. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Spencer Reed pretend heroin addict for a couple of episodes. Sure, that was it. Not? That was not a long term. Yeah. He got a stern talking to in a bar and was like, "Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, because I was sort of invested in that. Anyway, if you yeah. want us to watch a, ch- uh, a topic of your choice that you and your spouse disagree on, go to readdeshweep.com, sign up on the mailing list, and you can sponsor one coming up. Uh, also, if you're a meat buddy, there's some chances to vote on topics coming up, so uh, definitely be part of that. Chris, now yes, I would like you to summarize in the style of a godlike hacker. So any of the part of this plot, no matter where it is, you can access it. <laughs> Baby girl, don't worry them horses. I'll guide you right into the barn here. Oh, good. My horses were going to be worried, so I'm glad. Yep. Turns out I just hacked the main mainframe, and I can see everything anybody ever did. And you're changing your IP address every 25 seconds. Turns out, unless you're swapping your IP address and using an encrypted connection, I'm all over it, doll. Yeah. So uh, Speaking of which, this- there's this camera <laughs> up here in my room. If you could just access that camera. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's all the instructions. You just have a camera, and then you're like, put a camera in this address, and she finds it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's very yeah. good. That's how that's how the internet works. You put something on there, you can never have it back. Never. Sugar tits, I'm the best it's ever been. Whoa. Whoa. So, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, network TV. Uh, sugar lips. You're on speaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, Criminal Minds follows Behavioral Analysis Unit colon Quantico, which is an elite FBI team that flies around the country in their private jet and stops uh, serial killers, I guess. From before they make their fifth or tenth kill. <laughs> so uh, the group is uh, Mandy Patankin. He's the gruff leader. And later it's uh, Joe Mantegna is, uh, is the gruff leader. And then uh, Greg from Darman Greg is, uh, is the square cyclops of the group who basically is, is like the, the field team leader. And he points. Uh, and there's Paget Brewster. And she's the dark-haired professional lady. And then there's JJ, the blonde uh, booze McHaircut lady. And then there's a uh, ladies' man, ex-Marine, black guy who does all the, the shooting and the physical stuff. And then there's the sassy hacker who stays back in the office, Garcia. They always have a great connection to her. She's always in HD video on all of their screens. Yes, and, and she's then, always sending things to all of their devices. Yes. Yeah. And most importantly, uh, I think for the episodes we watched, there's Dr. Spencer Reed, which is, what's his actor name? Oh, um... Matthew Gray Goobler. Gray Goobler. Gray Goobler. He has perfect uh, uh, photographic memory, and he's sort of on the spectrum, kind of, but really just like a, you know, he got his high school at like 10 or 12 and two doctorates and uh, very, very young, and he's just the genius guy who helps them put together patterns. Like, this guy keeps killing people he knows. <laughs> who or, could he be? <laughs> this person seems to be have split personalities. Let's go to his house. Oh yeah, let's go to his house and poke him. Yeah. Let's read some journals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's who else knows all the Bible words? But they just fly around and they like land. They talk to local uh, local police people and be like, "Hey, we're the FBI. Tell us what you know." And they flip through stuff. And they're like, "Clearly, this person has a blah 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 pseudo psycho- uh, psychological condition." Uh, let's just stake out a couple places, and it takes them about. 40 minutes to uh of, of tv time to, uh, and yeah usually right before the person is about to kill a game to kill their last person but normally yeah. there are one or two people they kill while the team is tracking them down because they mm-hmm. got to establish the pattern and then uh the team finds the pattern mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yep and then they capture them and rarely put them to trial normally they either kill them or uh they kill themselves yeah there is an unbelievable amount of suicide by cop in the show I don't know that we saw very many episodes where people are shot and then immediately someone kneels down next to them and goes, they're gone. (laughs) But it's almost every time anyone gets shot on the scene of anywhere, unless it's like obviously like a nick of the arm. Like if they were shot anywhere in their body, they immediately like their pulse is taken and they are gone. Yeah. Oh, and all the all the serials. We said this before, but they call them on the show unsubs, unsubs, which means unidentified subject. Finally. That's what it means. Yeah, that's what it means. Seriously. They could just say. Like suspect, bad guy, which is the same is number a, of syllables. I certainly, I certainly googled that like a season in because I was like, really, at some point you should explain. No, they actually what that explained is. it in the uh, in the James Vanderbeek one. Yeah, which is in like season 14. two. They did. Yeah. yeah. They did. Oh, I must have missed that. I was so distracted by a lot of things in that episode. There, it was it was perfect. Including I thought you Dawson. picked that episode on purpose because there was just a moment like really shortly in where he goes unsub, and the guy's like, "What does that mean? It's unidentified suspect. Great, glad we got that out of the way." And then they just yeah. yeah. They just moved on. It was really like, clunky, but excellent. This unsub keeps killing women. Well, 
probably not a suspect at that point. They're probably just a perp, right? Yeah, perp, yeah. fewer syllables. I Unsub just sounds so dumb, and they say it over and over and over again. <laughs> they really love that word. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's, important it feels to like their the science background. That backwards. Like, this guy, this TV writer heard an, uh, an FBI agent say Unsub and was like, what if my whole show was people who say that? I mean, and the then, word unsub is like in block letters in the opening of the show. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, unsub. It's one of their guiding what if, principles. What if you had an unsub on a sub eating a sub? <laughs> this unsub and really seems to a sub <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so a sub, unsub, with sub, on sub? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't that sound technical? That's starting to sound like a want ad <laughs> or like a personal ad or something. Yeah. I definitely went in the Fifty Shades direction when they said unsub. Oh. <laughs> You mean Wait. Dom? Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, like an Anna. Like, she's too independent to be your average submissive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she's a non-sub? Yeah. I, that's, yeah, you're right. Probably non-sub is the better term What if you're her. just or not like good enough? To, person. What if you're not good enough to be a sub yet, so you're just a sub-sub? No. Oh, but then, yeah. you, but yeah. then you're, you're replacing somebody. So you're yeah. a sub I guess once you're, once you're ID'd, you have to be a, a post-sub. That was the other thing is they keep calling him an unsub even once they know the a guy's name. Post sub. <laughs> God, what is this show? I think, I think Criminal Minds is some pretty silly shit. I think afterwards it become silly. an unsuper, right? Unsuper? Like subscript you know, sub. and superscript. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Another Got opposite. You. A lot I'm of back. opposites. <laughs> back. Uh, so uh, uh, our sponsor, Sal from Brooklyn, wanted us to play King of Bullshit Mountain. Bullshit Mountain. Bullshit. Oh. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, I should have called him Captain Von Moneybags. Uh, the, the Von Moneybagses have been very good to us. Anyway, um, so King of Bullshit Mountain uh, will start off. I, be, I was the champion from a couple episodes, yeah. ago, which is weird. Uh, so I'll be in charge. I'll start out, uh, ask me questions, and I will answer as quickly as possible, regardless of truthfulness. That's the only rule. The rules in this game are a little vague. Kind of the fun of it. But we're very strict about them. As usual. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, ask away. Let me explain to you whatever you don't understand about Alex. Criminal Minds. Alex, uh, in the two-part episode we watched, James Vanderbeek uh, plays a guy with split personalities. And mm-hmm. he's holding Spencer Reed captive in a, in a cabin in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. He tortures him by... Removing his sock and shoe and hitting him with a tiny log. <laughs> How is that torture? So you are, of course, familiar with the, the technique of pressing on certain powerful parts of a person's body to make them feel better. Uh, right? Okay. You know, there's, like, sure. there's pressure points and, uh, yeah. and like, acupuncture. This is, it's, a, it's the opposite of acupuncture. So acupuncture is a very tiny, helpful thing. And this is a large, inconvenient thing. So you just slap someone in the foot with a log and it's like... <laughs> It feels way worse than you'd expect. <laughs> way worse, but Spencer Reed seemingly was fine after. Yeah, he seemed pretty okay with it. He because Spencer Reed has grown accustomed to torture. He's practiced that. So oh, okay. he, when he was training, there were there's a lot of you don't know this when you go to the FBI training grounds in Quantico. You spend a lot of time with your sh- socks and shoes off getting spanked in the foot with a tiny log. It's really important <laughs> that you practice it. Build up a tolerance for tiny foot spanking. <laughs> 
tiny log foot spank. I was sure Sorry, while that was one. happening, I was like, I am missing something here. There. Oh. <laughs> this is night and I didn't notice, or why? Well, yeah. no, he's okay. I think they were trying to do a misery, like a PG misery thing. Yeah, you're just really committing hard to tiny log slaps. Okay? <laughs> but on the bare feet, like he had a plan. He clearly thought of this. Wait, I have I have a question. Go for it. How come no one on no ladies on this team are allowed to put their hair up? Like when they're in the field like chasing people, why do they all have their hair like down and like in like luxurious curled like prom hair situation? Well, they always it's funny you should mention that. They always just came from prom and we don't see it because <laughs> it would get boring after the first couple seasons, but all the women are constantly it's mostly for re- recon, you know, to find more unsubs. And to learn at prom, about, at prom, yeah, yeah, they're looking because because every 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 serial killer was once at prom, is their theory, oh. and so they're always looking for more information. They're always just There's coming. So from prom. much like unspoken backstory. Yeah, yeah, you don't see. So they just don't keep hair ties on the jet. Yeah, Alex. they don't have hair ties on the jet or on their person. They're like, I'm going to go face some wild dogs, but I'd really love to have my hair down for that. I feel like I feel like private jets are too fancy for you to have your hair tied up in a bun. Yeah, I guess so. Don't you know. right? I'll, I'll let you pass. That seems fair. Hey, Alex, <laughs> speaking of private jets, uh, who flies the plane, and how come we never see a pilot or a flight attendant? Do, are we to assume that they are their own flight attendants? They can have a whole can of soda whenever they want. They're FBI. <laughs> yeah, but who serves it to them? And who's flying the plane? <laughs> I mean, a pilot is probably flying the plane. I I like, though, that you think that it would be impossible to just go to the fridge and grab a soda like you've been so brainwashed by american airplane culture by people, big airplane yeah by big airplane <laughs> that you don't think you could pour your own sodas but do you know how easy the soda airport monkeys <laughs> a team of tiny monkeys at the airport like your trip. web is getting even more tangled as you weave it Alex. i don't feel like i'm doing a good job with this one uh chris i'm gonna give that one to you i can't Yay. handle this okay. uh but a pilot flies the plane. Sarah, do you have any questions for uh, Chris? I was trying to think of a good one, and I actually, this might be an easy question, but, like, can you explain Michelle Trachtenberg's thesis to me? <laughs> sure. So Mich- Michelle Trachtenberg plays a stalker of Dr. Spencer Reed's uh, lady love, who's been his pen-, pen pal they've never met before. Yeah. Uh, Maeve. But, she, but Maeve is a, oh, a Maeve. groundbreaking geneticist, and Michelle Trachtenberg... Uh, Buffy's little sister from the show Buffy uh, has a has a theory that once you start to think suicidal thoughts, your cells in response start to die. If your cells are not as active and they're dying, it makes it easier for your conscious mind to make the choice to end it. Yeah, basically, it's the Pringles theory, which is once you think about popping, you can't stop. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Really? I was is that what the Pringles theory is about? In that episode. Well, it's not science, and that's why she was rejected from PhD program. Yeah, I'm going to also reject yeah. this Pringles theory of suicide. It feels like <laughs> like you could pop that, and then the fun would stop at some point. Yeah, the fun would stop whether or not you'd actually popped anything, you know? Yeah, but it's the don't think of an elephant. <laughs> you popped that idea, and now popping. your cells are dead. Yeah. Uh. Which also, apparently, she used her parents to prove this, but I don't know how she could have possibly, like, gotten live samples from them, because they, like... They both I imagine suicide. their double suicide was a surprise for her. <laughs> it wasn't, like, part oh. of her PhD situation. That's what happens. Uh, another question for me? 
Yeah, that was pretty intense. I I have a, another intense one from the first double episode. There's a sure this lady gets eaten by dogs because she's an adulterer, obviously. And uh, yeah, and following the book of Revelation, I believe it's adulteress. Uh, she is an adulteress, <laughs> and she also gets eaten by dogs while in like a nighty. Yeah, which you, you know you, the the nighty are bad for the doggies' digestion. <laughs> Isn't she wearing pearls? Yeah, which actually a... will help the doggies' digestion. Oh yeah, <laughs> like duck swallowing gravel. <laughs> It's wow. just like that. So anyway, uh, so obviously she has to be eaten by dogs for the for adultering. Um, yes. So there's these vicious man-eating dogs in the barn that just ate a yes. lady. Yes. And then the bad cop with the haircut walks into the barn, and she's like, yes. oh, it's kind of gross and bleedy in here. And it's not until she notices the f- dogs that the dogs start barking ferociously and try to eat her. Yeah. Sure. So why are the dogs? How are the dogs set up to do that? Why do the dogs only bark once they're noticed by a cop? No. See, what you didn't notice is the dogs were uh, sleeping off their big meal, and then she had snuck in. <laughs> this is like Thanksgiving in, in high for dogs. Very, very quietly. But when she saw the body, she gasped, and that woke up the dogs. And dogs have a pack mentality. Even if they're not hungry, that's their turf. That's their family. They are going to hold their ground. And so then they start barking and being really intimidating, and they were going to attack her. Not necessarily eat now. They're full. But at <laughs> least two chase her away. Actually, I like that theory, and I have sort of a... I do have a territorial mentality and, and a pack mentality yeah. about food. If there's food in my area, I will eat yeah. it just to, sh- to defend myself. That's right. Even if I'm not hungry. Just to make sure that your pack, which is in this case your tummy, gets (laughs) the food and that nobody else's tummy gets it. Yeah, because there's ice cream in my my territory. Yes. And it needs to be defeated. (laughs) Yes. So that other ice cream doesn't come along. Yeah, I I, I teach it a lesson. (laughs) Uh, Other questions for Chris? Why is Mandy Patinkin so sad? He's so sad because he's an experienced agent. He's seen a lot of death. He's seen a lot of hardship in this world. And he's just trying to barely make it a better place. That's kind of sweet. Would he accept a hug? (laughs) You don't think Mandy Patankin hugs like the best hugger? He's probably the best hugger in the world. I bet. Yeah, either that or it's like he's the worst hugger in the world. There's no middle ground with Mandy. He's a man of extremes. He's either zero (laughs) or ten. That's Mandy for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with 10. He'd, he'd, he'd accept a hug, but he, he does seem very sad. But also, it's not like Greg from Dharma and Greg is a hugger. You know? He's sad because he's not getting a hug. Oh. Don't you think that when Mandy Patinkin hugs you, he would breathe just through his nose? Like, he'd do that thing that sometimes people do with a... Yeah, he would. You know? Like, yeah. well, like into your shoulder? Like, that's what would be going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be a really yeah. messed up hug. I wouldn't like that. What? Why? Oh, it just means it. he's pursing his it. lips. Oh, really? That sounds yeah, gross. Yeah, he's, heavy yeah, he's nose just overcome with emotion. But he smells like leather and cigars. Oh, no, yeah. he doesn't smell like cigars. No, he smells like... Um, what would, what's I feel like there's some like? sort like of the like... forest. <laughs> oh! <yeah. laughs> and that's a steel. Like a wood mushroom. <laughs> All right, we'll give you the steel on that for coming up with what he Yay. would smell like. <laughs> How, wait, wait. Can you explain technically? Wait, go ahead, Tanya. Oh, I just want to know, like, how many different kinds of school do you have to have gone to to be part of the BAU? Like, how does that work? I think probably minimum five, right? Because <laughs> you have to go to college, you have uh-huh. to go to graduate school in probably Two. a science-related field. Uh-huh. Um, then you have to go to FBI school. Three. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you have to go... Um, to like 
police academy to learn the police academy skills. And Four. then finally, nice. you have or to Or you can just play Hogwarts. the video game Police Academy. Oh, Hogwarts. Oh, Wait, why Hogwarts? <laughs> uh, because you really have to get in the mind of ultimate evil. And every year at Hogwarts... Evil will line up with the calendar year, so you have to like really go there to experience it. And you know, and by the no, end wait, of the it's year, just like twelve-year-old yeah. British kids, and then a evil. bunch of thirty-year-old people with graduate degrees and, and guns and weird out. haircuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're yeah. like karate kicking ghosts. Wait, and... wait, I have a follow-up question. Once you get once you get through all the levels and you're in the BAU, is that when you get your haircut, or do you have to get your haircut before, like during the job interview process? I think you have to get it as part of the interview, uh, mm, but they mm. don't tell you what's expected of you haircut-wise. They say, describe a haircut to this barber, oh. and you go in and they watch you through the two-way glass, and like you describe the haircut to the barber, and then they give it to you. And if if you have described the haircut properly, then you receive your uh, black blazer and you're in. But if if it's off at all, or if it's like too stylish, you're out. You're out. Yeah, if it doesn't look like a middle brow version of what you couldn't model at Kohl's, you can't come in. Exactly. (laughs) Do do people ever think, since that's their final test to get into super secret government training, do they ever think you're supposed to kill the barber? Yeah, that's happened a few times. They've lost a lot of good barbers, but those barbers, like, they went to uh, at least three schools as well. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that's why Mandy Patinkin is so sad. Maybe he killed his barber and then he came back. He's just between barbers right he's now. He's between barbers right now. Oh, but it's all tough. his fault. Quick, Sarah, name the three barber schools you have to go to. Uh, barber Academy, Barbers Are Us, and Hogwarts. <laughs> How come nobody's going to the new American version of Hogwarts? Well, you know, we don't know anything Isn't about it. It's barely Studios? built yet. It's basically a hole in the ground. Yeah. We're waiting for J.K. Rowling to come and fill it in. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we know it's there. It's there, and we're going to find more out about it, whether we want to or not. But in the meantime, everyone wants to go to Hogwarts because, like, Durmstrang sounds like a bummer, and Bobaton sounds like you would always have a wedgie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does it sound like that? Or like you would always be sexually harassed. I don't know. I got a weird vibe off of Bobaton. Huh. So <laughs> I, I hear you. Now, uh, speaking of weird vibes, James Vanderbeek's dad is Patrick Swayze's brother. And he is being kept in the ice box of the barn of James Vanderbeek's house. Why did James Vanderbeek keep his dad's body on ice? For like six to eight months, after and not like a him. freezer. Like he just took a basement and put blocks of like carving ice. Like he was going to carve them into geese, but then mm-hmm. didn't. <laughs> Why geese? Well, what you do. Well, see, the geese is uh, the goose is a very to elegant. Uh, I think I meant swans, bird. but this is like a shittier party. <laughs> it's rural Georgia. They, it's not swan country. You would never carve a swan when a geese could be made instead. Oh, and then you just leave ice cubes around the grass like the geese have been pooping. And I did say when a geese could yeah. be made. So wait, Sarah, why did why did he keep his dad's body around? So in ancient Egypt, you showed reverence <laughs> to your deceased loved ones by constructing pyramids. But James Vanderbeek did not have access to the perfect sandstone that would be the ideal building substance. So he right. did what we call a hillbilly pyramid, which is where you take blocks of ice fill a truck with them and just stick your loved one inside until you can come up with a better long-term solution and you guys that is our winner for king of bullshit yeah. 
Sarah is our champion. Hillbilly this week. pyramids forever. <laughs> Hillbilly pyramid. pyramid. I'm awesome. sorry for All saying right. hillbilly. That's probably offensive. Captain Bummer, give me a status report. Sir, yes, sir. Cool judge. The battle picture is weak. Meat buddies continue to grow in number and strength while our own ranks have dwindled. Even today, we lost two colonels while Meatbird added Meryl Spencer, an incredibly powerful sorcerer who can control the weather. Sir! Huh. <clears throat> so, uh, how are our remaining troops? Morale of Tof Army has never been lower. All of our best people ran away after the Viscount Veggie died. How many remaining men? Well, sir, it is hard to pinpoint exactly. Numbers are shaky. Why? Well, should I count you or not? Yes, count me. And then what? Okay, sir, there are four of us counting you and me. Oh, uh, that's, uh, I, I, I guess not so bad. Sir, agreed, sir. There's you, our, your military advisor, that's me, plus an old guy and a bear that escaped from the circus. Well, shit, that's just uncool. We now return to Crisis in Meatburg. Join the crusade by becoming a meat buddy. A small monthly donation is the only thing keeping evil vegetarians from destroying everything we've ever known and loved. Read-sweep.com slash meat buddies. I've called this retreat because we are the remaining four residents of Veg Castle, the only four members of the Tofami, and the last hope for destroying these terrible meat buddies. Viscount Veggie, and I know he's recently deceased, so I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. He was a terrible leader, and I miss him. Sir, not to mention a bad character, sir. Rest in peace. A terrible name. Uh, no, not really any personality. May the Lord bless him. And a super generic voice. My condolences. But the rebuilding, it starts now. I've passed out pieces of paper and asked each of you to write down assets and liabilities for our side going forward. Let's take turns reading one and I'll write them on the whiteboard. Sir, I have an asset. I have extensive military training. Good. Good start, Captain. Asset? I I was in World War Two. Really? You were in World War Two? I think so. I don't. Huh. Asset, we've got a bear. An escaped circus bear, just to clarify. I didn't choose this tutu. Are oh. you fierce, Mr. Bear? Sometimes. I sleep eight months out of the year. So, asset, fierce bear. Liability is short season. Other things? Okay, I've got an asset. Uh, um, I know Grover Cleveland's campaign manager. Not useful. But we're just brainstorming, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have that. I can juggle? Gonna put that one in the in-between category. Liability, sir. Our equipment is inferior. They live in a modern city, but we're in a castle for some reason. That, that is pretty weird. Oh, but castles are easy to defend. That's an asset. True, true. But it is drafty, which is bad for morale. Shivery uh-huh. liability. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But lots of storage space for weaponry. Oh, oh okay, okay. I'm going to put castle in between also. Asset, a tiny bike. Oh, oh, asset, a bike with one tiny wheel and one huge wheel. You can't possibly be that old. You know, I don't really know. Asset, it's easier to hate things than stand for something. It's true. Uh, hating is much easier. I'm going to put clear ideology on the board. Oh, uh, liability? I'm not really a vegetarian. <sighs> kind of pescatarian, but I've been known to eat carrion when I wake up from hibernation. Speaking of which, time for a nap. Does anybody have, like, 
10,000 berries. Sir, let's move bear to the liability category, sir. Definitely. I also need to nap most days. Now does seem like a good time for me, too. <sighs> well, good meeting, you guys. Under liability, sir, we can just put, we're fucked. Oh, oh, yes, we can. Will the vegetarians ever be a real threat again? Probably. And that's why we still need you to join the Meat Buddies. Go to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies and make a small monthly donation now to help keep the podcast safe from Cool Judge, her military advisor, an old guy, and an escaped circus bear. Asset, balance on a tightrope. Liability. I believe radios are witchcraft. Asset, I can stand on my hind legs and walk around like a person. Liability, I cannot. Me buddies, 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 me buddies. All right, you guys, now it's time for the game of top five. Top five! Top five! Top five. And we got a lot of good suggestions for top five this week. Uh, so let's. Turns out other people have heard of Criminal Minds, Alex. Oh. And they're interested. Uh, yeah, they do seem like they're interested. All right, let's start out with, uh, uh, let's see. Let's start out with at Camille Reagan, uh, who says, uh, victim cam, the way they tend to film the criminal from the point of view of the people being murdered. Ooh, shudder. Yeah. Why? That's pretty real. Why did they do that, you guys? I don't know. And why is it that all the victims are always in giant homes? I feel like I couldn't watch this if I lived in, like, a suburban, like, sprawling house. With like you'd be windows everywhere. Yeah. But you're well, not scared because you live in an apartment. Well, so if it's a like, tiny house, then they wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like, tiny house feels more okay, but it's like if you're very wealthy and you're like the back of your house is all windows, you are fucked. Yeah. That's Although true. I would love it if serial killers actually like only killed people with uh, tiny homes, like the ones that are on trailers. <laughs> so then they, they walk up and they like sneak in the one door. Yeah. And then they bump into and the victim they... twice and crawl up the little ladder <laughs> to the loft bed. <laughs> I was going to say you go like 10 feet and then there they and are being out like. the other side of the house. And you're like, like my home is the wor- ow because <laughs> those tiny home people are kind of sanctimonious yeah they are <laughs> uh helen wants to wants us to talk about no that was number one number two helen wants to talk about uh this she said i work at a government job we have no nice jets can i get a jet or are those guys police x-men no yes you can get a jet you just need to fill out the right paperwork Really? It's a, it's a very yeah. hard-to-find form. It's a few forms. Uh, but, you know, the weird thing is it actually goes through procurement, not for the plane, but for the fuel. That's the answer. Well, and then there's oh. also procurement for the soda monkeys. Yeah. Soda monkeys but, and the pilots. That's actually uh, fish and wildlife. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. See, people don't know. People yeah. don't know all the processes. It yeah. is weird how well-funded these guys are. Considering yeah, they're so well-funded. So well-funded. They, can, they can only get one serial killer at a time. It takes them, like, a week to like you know well, but land still somewhere. i mean there are only like one or two serial killers every decade it's not like this is that common and, and they never at least in the episodes we saw they never interact with anyone else they're right? never like oh we're at quantico here's all the other people at quantico it's like they're here's this, my like, boss. weird void yeah and like the only time <laughs> i remember seeing a lot of other people is they went to the the first episode we watched they were in that bar at the top and like that bar was full of, like, the strangest extras I've ever seen. There was, like, a couple in their <laughs> 60s. There was, like, 
ever it was just so weird. It was like the worst fake bar I've ever seen in a show. It's like Which no, was... they ever, never see anyone else. It's just them and the murderers in this vast, empty wasteland of America. At a post Super Bowl weird. party, they're playing hip hop music. Yeah. Black guy is dancing with like four girls dancing up on him, and no one else in the entire place is dancing. Yeah, yeah. no one else is dancing, and everyone, no one's talking about football. There's no evidence that no. football was ever like part of their party. <laughs> I and also am, I love that that whole episode was called The Big Game when like football yeah. features in like the very first scene and never again. <laughs> Did I, it air I'm, after the Super Bowl? Oh, that would have been smart was if it was it right after the Super Bowl. Episode? That's what I figured. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, oh maybe, yeah, maybe they, they wanted you to have that like sweet like continuous reality where you like yeah. get done with the game uh, and then right, there's a post game analysis happening and you're like oh i guess this is still the game and then right, and the like, no murder su- i must remain watching the post game analysis is super generic so it could be any super bowl yeah. You'd be like, mm-hmm. well you know some people say turnovers but i say turn inverse and then like oh great sports <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's how sports talk works you just make up some stuff here's my f- theory that i'm starting to develop on this show these are not real fbi agents <laughs> you don't say Alex. Just rich people with a delusion i think these are like six rich people vigilantes who are pretending to be in the fbi because they want to go sort of dextery where they want to go kill killers uh yeah and they but it's oh just, god they're just super oh, nerds and dark so, and so that's yeah, why that you never see really anybody dark. else in quantico because they're not really in quantico that's just like their cabin and then they have a <laughs> private jet because they're super rich people and then they can afford monkeys and then uh and then they just like hear about a crime and they fly there. And then they do have a hacker, so she doesn't. You don't need. Who needs investigations? You just have a hacker. They'll find everything. Yeah. Gosh, you know this actually works, and I've seen most of this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three. Uh, let's see. Caitlin says, "Yeah, good." Uh, <laughs> I don't really know if this is a question, but uh, talk about the fact that every episode ends with them saving the person seconds before they are murdered. Uh, well, that it doesn't, doesn't always happen. No, it it also uh, happened. Well, like the one we saw with Doctor Spencer Reed, where girl kills herself. Very common ending to this show, but she kills herself, and the bullet goes through her head and also through the head of Spencer Reed's lady love. The only person that's ever loved Spencer Reed. Yeah, it was very sad. And they hadn't oh. seen each other until that moment. This felt a little like a like a boy band no girlfriends rule. Like I feel like yeah. people in real life are very <laughs> into Grey Goobler. And it was actually not going to be okay for him to have a girlfriend on the show. So they're like, we'll tease it because everyone wants to see him like maybe in love. But then we got to kill her off real quick. People yeah, are into the Grey Goobler? People are very into the Grey Goobler. Yeah. He's a model for Prada. That's my fa- fact about him that I learned from Tanya. Really? Yeah, he's also oh, very I guess tall. if he had like a better haircut. His yeah. hair is the main like unattractive thing in this. His hair is ridiculous. Hair. Also, yeah. I guess later in the sh- in the seasons, he like directs sometimes. Oh. So that's interesting. interesting. That's what happens when you've been on a very very successful show for twelve seasons. They just let anybody do it. They just let <laughs> anybody just like, hey, why don't you sit in this chair? <laughs> also, Caitlin went on to say that uh, she's super excited to hear us talk about the show. It's why she studied psychology and criminal justice in college, <gasps> only what? to discover that it's super difficult to get a job in this field. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, look, all these people are like super elite haircut people. Well, I yeah. mean, there's five, and then there's a rotating chair with the brunette profiler. So maybe she thought she could get yeah. that job. That's oh true. God! There was a period of time when JJ was gone, where they brought in another blonde girl who looked almost exactly like JJ. <laughs> oh my was God! She was like with slightly less skilled. Oh yeah, she did have a white tattoo. That was yeah, terrible. That's weird. Oh, it was I so incredible. Like I was like, wow, their hair color ratios are very rigid. 
Like, you lose a blonde, you get a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> Gruff older guy, swap him out. I saw from Wikipedia that Jennifer Love Hewitt was on this show. As an undercover FBI agent. Yeah, and I'm, like, kind oh. of bummed we didn't watch any of those episodes because, like... I don't even know when that happened. I Apparently sometime, but, like, imagining her in this world just, like, blows my mind. <laughs> I can't explain why. I just, it would made me, like, so excited. Because she's oh. max of competence? Is that why? Because I just, like, I'm just, like, weirdly fascinated by her. I don't know. I just, I would... I, I feel like maybe Why's I'm going to watch this whole show. She's, I don't know. She's man. a bizarre lady. She's a strange lady, and her acting choice, like the the stuff that she gets work on, is always like really odd. Wait, didn't she have that show where she was almost always in a nightgown, like yeah, talking ghost to ghosts? Whisper? Was- <laughs> and then that one where she ran a high end. Yeah, and then she was a ghost nightgown. Girl. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, ghost. I mean, that's what I would have named it. <laughs> spooky nightgowns. <laughs> Top spooky nightgowns. <laughs> I will say, as a note to the money bags, is I had a lot of trouble picking the episodes for us to do. I really just wanted to pick all of them. Yeah, so Sal gave us like good eight, ones. and and Tanya narrowed it down. Uh, I wanted. Four. I liked the the plot arc because almost every season has one of these, like to be continued. And also for a government agency, if your own agents got ensnared in like hostage situations as often as this i don't think you'd be allowed to stay open that would come up on the performance evaluation <laughs> you're bad at your job if you, keep you guys people also, you guys get way involved in stuff a lot and then you always come right back to work you know it's yeah. weird because the fbi is a big organization and it seems like if two of their members were or like one was kidnapped by a serial killer they would get some backup but any mm-hmm. backup anybody there is not a single episode of this that i've seen where there's a sniper on a roof who's right. highly trained who could just take somebody out again no one else they never right. see <laughs> anyone else oh, I feel like there are, there are episodes where swat is involved and they never let them do anything like they're always like yeah there's a swat team here don't don't shoot but greg from darby Greg goes in first yeah yeah we want to go in and chat and possibly get stabbed <laughs> it's it's chill don't worry oh uh, i yeah, think I'll, they I'm don't a- have a negotiator no, they're you all know, trained you know why? negotiators. Not actual FBI agents. <laughs> <laughs> they all do everything. What is? What about this? Is weird. <laughs> uh, so this actually brings us to number four. Christian says, "Who would win in a, in a finger knife fight between Criminal Minds and CSI?" And I have not seen any CSI, but I bring this up because I've watched a lot of Law and Order, as I've mentioned a bunch of times, uh, <laughs> and I just wanted to sort of compare and contrast all of these different procedurals. Yeah. Uh, I what do you, have you guys seen any CSI? Sure, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. How, I think I saw a lot of CSI Las Vegas for like marathon reasons. Like I think it was just on, and I was like, all right. I guess I quick accept. question: uh, in the CSI Las Vegas, does everybody walk around just saying gambling cliches all the time? Yes, Good. yes. There's actually a lot of gambling, and this is interesting because this one was in Atlantic City, but the gambling oh, cliches held strong. Oh, there were so many. Oh, so yeah. cheesy. And also, like, my luck's really good. I should play poker. Don't do that. Poker's not about the cards. <laughs> poker's not for you. <laughs> well, he, his also, he was like, you know, they're like, his his luck is running great. He keeps betting the hard eight, which is like, you know, 10,000 to one. Like, you'll get it sometimes, but you're not going to get it twice in a day. Yeah. 
I feel like the real variation on these shows, like there's still a surprising amount of like, you only handle one side of this case and yet you seem to be doing all the sides of this case. Like there's a lot of like weird bleed over where you're like, you're in a lab, but then you're also shooting people. Like that's happening in a lot of shows. But the thing that's different between like, I think CSI and Criminal Minds are on the same plane in terms of like a lot of character development all the time. Like every episode has like a character backstory, whereas Law & Order is more austere. Like you might like, you know, one episode, you see someone drinking in their office and then like 25 episodes later they're like yeah he has a drinking problem and yeah. he's struggling with it but you wouldn't know that uh, yeah law and like, order is I, like, I appreciate is like that. well is it the last episode of a season well then the assistant da is probably gonna die yeah otherwise yeah. They, they lose da's change. a lot but other than that yeah other than that everybody stays pretty much the same i should also point out that uh, a heart eight is like 35 to one it's nowhere near a thousand to one it's actually pretty easy okay. to calculate and I'm about one in six but it is it is yeah. terrible <laughs> uh yeah i like that but i like that about law and order i mean i like the plot development but i like that law and order is actually like trying to explore an interesting case each time where there's yeah. this like he's a serial killer who thinks he only wins it at get blackjack when he's murdered somebody in the last 20 minutes that he cared somebody about. somebody that like, he knows yeah at like, 8 p.m <laughs> right gifts like, it an enormous watch too yeah yeah like, <laughs> it just seems like all of these things would point to solving this quickly <laughs> that was so easy <laughs> to say nothing of like the cameras in casinos and how like constant and like prevalent they are oh yeah this and is how, a hate that i had go ahead oh i was just gonna say and how crazy dean kane looked oh yeah it's like he's got he's, his hands are clearly bloody like he's just killed yeah, somebody with right? them and he looks really disheveled and he's just drinking a lot and like saying things like oh yeah i guess i'm feeling real lucky he's also like he's also playing slots and he's under 75 so that's a giveaway oh no 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 no! i play the slots Oh what? Oh, I played some CSI slots the last time I was in Vegas. Did you really? Yeah, I won like a hundred bucks. Were you really CSI slots? You heard that right. If you do it right, they actually give you a video game where you have to solve a little crime. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's you have to. That's your reward. Your reward is dealing with murder. No, the only gambling games I play are old person games. It's that or bingo. That's literally. Oh, I totally do bingo, man. I play bingo, but the slot machines, Chris. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, no, even no. your your own enthusiasm is waning. The more we question, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I did it as a goof. I did it. Uh, I it's did. And you won a hundred bucks as a goof. Yeah. Uh, here's the legit. thing. I I went to. Had school. you recently murdered someone close to you? Oh shit! That's what it was. <laughs> yep, yep. That's what it was. And the cameras didn't catch me because it turns out cameras don't see that, and they also didn't see me following a guy with his winnings while still on the casino property and killing him. Yeah, into his hotel room, which needed an elevator to get to. I just, it's it's yeah. complicated, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for our last one, for number five, uh, I would love to answer Gabriel's, I've never heard of the show, what is it? Just to prove to you guys that I'm not the only one who hadn't really heard of the show. Hey, Gabriel, thanks for joining us. Um, but <laughs> I think he's all caught up at this point. Um, I, and I had, I had marked down the one I really wanted to talk about, which was uh, Daniel's, uh, can we comment on the fact that a huge number of these unsubs tend to die in a rather violent way, and there's a very low apprehension rate? And we sort of talked about that already, but uh, why is it, do they not have handcuffs? Why does no one get arrested? Nope. Sometimes people get arrested, but it is pretty rare. And it's weird because they're now, they're, there have been episodes now where they're all like sitting around earlier in the episode, and someone's like, usually this kind of case ends with suicide by a cop, and then it totally 
Yeah. <laughs> Which almost starts to feel like they're just like pretty into shooting people before they can get apprehended. Well, you know, when you have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And when you have <laughs> handguns but not handcuffs, every problem looks like a shooting problem. It's weird because they have a private jet but no handcuffs. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had to actually- melt them down to make the jet. Really? <laughs> All right, really quick, super bonus, uh, number six from Katrina. I want to hear you guys play, uh, uh, I'm adding the words real quick, but a real quick game of how would you fail to survive. Because oh the, the amount of murders that happen in, this, happen in crime shows are insane. Uh, I, I liked the tiny house one. I liked being murdered in a tiny house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you would have a tiny house, and then randomly to change it up, this show would have you murdered? I think maybe. That's a decent idea. Um, I think as a as a lady, I have a way higher chance of just not making it for any reason. Like even yeah, if you fight back, true. even if you're like relatively savvy, even if you phone a friend, like you're probably going to die. Or you could get saved at the last minute. Right? Yeah, you might get saved at the last minute as long as you're like as long as you're pack. as long as you're kidnapped like half an hour into the show. Otherwise, you're probably not going to survive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or if you're a child, if you're a child and you're a girl, then you're probably going to make it. Because mm. the children don't usually meet grizzly. Yeah, ends. but boy children are horrible and just. Get but killed. there is uh, no, no, no. That I'm just saying, if you if you're female, best be under the age of six. There. So are they like waiting for Criminal Minds SVU, where it's just the kids getting killed? Yeah, probably. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think, think that works. So I yeah, I don't think CBS is going to co-sign that. I'm pretty sure they're they're down with like murdering a lot of women, but please, children, never. I, they have morals. I would. Yeah. This is sort of answering the question, but sort of not. Which is that I, especially when watching Law and Order shows like this, where there's just so many millions of guest stars. Yeah, it just feels like if you act even a little bit, you had to have been on Law and Order at some time. Like, yeah. I just want to play a minor bad guy in Law and Order. That's all I want. I just want to be like not the way uh, Dawson's Creek was, where he was getting all uh, super gross and murdery. But I would love to be like. You know, a, a misunderstood guy who maybe like oh, you, fit yeah. of passion kills somebody, and then they kind of understand. Or me. they they think. Oh, they you can. actually want to have killed someone? I thought you maybe wanted to be like a guy who like stole a bag of chips, and they apprehended him, and he was like, "Hey, what about that soda?" That and then be- that's like all that you see yeah. of Wait, hey, that person that in like the questioning. Let's go back room. over this crime you've just described. <laughs> <laughs> So I steal no, a bag of chips they, from like a Seven Eleven, <laughs> and then the cops chase me down and are like, "Hey, you forgot to steal soda?" Because they thought I would. No, be no, thirsty. no, no. They take you to the questioning room and they're trying to butter you up because they think you know something about the case uh, and you won't talk. And so you demand a soda, and then before you can get the soda, you accidentally spill the information they need, and they rush off in a fit of trying to get the guy. From what? And then you go, shows, "Hey, Tanya. what about that soda?" Okay, that's fair. right. That's your money line. Yeah, right that's there. your money line. How, that's so your sizzle reel. Watch all these, Tanya. Can you give us advice? Like, do you take the soda from the cops who are investigating you or not if you take a I soda think, yeah i mean if you want you? more screen time then yes you 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 don't say anything and you demand like some very complicated food and then you eat it slowly while taunting them so then you get like maximum screen time. oh sure and then you steal the chips yeah. and run <laughs> yeah yeah how would you guys also survive? Boobs make you get like a mine. bento box yeah. <laughs> and a soda oh no no i said chicken katsu how would you guys <laughs> fail to survive in criminal minds uh, oh i Oh, go ahead. Chris. Go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say um, because I look like nondescript white guy, I mm-hmm. I would be the coworker of somebody at like a like a FedEx office or a, a, a copy center or something, mm. and then the person would die and I would be interviewed. Uh, but then the killer oh. would see me getting interviewed and I'd know too much. Oh, you know, just keep like saying that. things to the killer like, "Hey, you knew all the victims. How crazy is that?" Yeah, <laughs> completely guileless. And then I'm like, "Hey, yeah. with its His box friend. just big enough for half of me. Why?" <laughs> why <are you> doing <laughs> this? 
So I am pretty certain that my friends have never murdered anybody, so I would be slow to assume that they had. But when my friend had, like, three people he knew had all been murdered in a day, and he was covered in blood <laughs> and lips strung out. And he and looks increasingly sweaty and bloody. Yeah, and I was like, hey, isn't it weird that three of your friends have been murdered? And he was like, I guess. Like, that might be a time I might start to suspect him at that point. Yeah, Maybe fair enough. You. Sarah, what were you going to say? Oh, I feel like I would go the way of poor Maeve in that I would have, like, had high standards for a piece of writing that I was asked to critique, and then several years down the line, I would get murdered for it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, where you, like, you have a moment of, like, hesitation where you're like, was I too harsh on that person? And all your friends are like, oh, no, it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I am an editor by trade, and, you know, I, I now have a new list of worries to add to the list that I'm either editing things <laughs> sideways or making people angry with my work. So I'll just I'll add that one. Being murdered by Michelle Trachtenberg several years down the line to that one. Sure, yeah, but first I, she'll steal your sweater. Yeah. And my ex-fiance. So yeah. better oh watch out boy. to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, we did do our second half of our conversation. That was the game of Top 5. If you guys want to play Top 5, go to facebook.com slash readandweep or at read underscore weep on Twitter or send us an email podcast at read-weep.com. We always want to hear your questions about whatever topic we're about to cover. Now, minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order, which means I'm up first. I love old-timey internet. Uh, yeah, I so like, like James t- Vanderbeek doing internet-y things. I like when the TV cuts to a screen and it's like, and somebody says, "This this site gets almost a million hits a day." Mm-hmm. That's so adorable. It's, it's crazy going viral. viral. It's crazy what does viral. that mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, like for some reason, that old video site that like, well, first of all, a million hits a day. Not you know, that's not cool. You know what's cool? A billion hits a day. But anyway, oh, Jason, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> But yeah. also important, <laughs> uh, why does this video site not have any policy against videos of kidnapped victims getting eaten by dogs? They just run that yeah. video? That's Apparently, crazy. They, just, they, let, they put it up there for all the downloads. There's no the crazy downs on that video site? Wow. Pre-YouTube. Yeah, no. Tough world. Yeah. In fact, she had to flag it as a potential virus because that was the only thing that the hackers probably wouldn't download. Right. And she did. This is my other favorite thing where she said, I'm going to flood the net with messages that that is. What are you, what, I'm going what? to email all the people who downloaded this because I can do that. Yeah. Because it was, you know, only a million. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. It is a small number of people, relatively yeah. speaking. Uh, oh, no. It went to junk mail. Try <laughs> again. <laughs> Guys, that murder video is a virus that you've already watched. <laughs> she was awesome. Yikes. All right, uh, retro internet. Uh, I don't remember the order I went. Chris, is that you? Uh, yeah, I guess maybe me. I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. In the Atlantic City episode, the surveillance van has on the side oh, yeah. boardwalk umpire. Ah! <laughs> so good. That was great. The very uh, was pretty worst. solid. The very worst. They're like, we see you, HBO, and we choose not to comment, except with this van. (laughs) Awesome. Tanya, minor compliment. I really enjoy that they they tend to open every episode and close every episode with a quote. Yeah. Mm. I never knew Helen Keller said so many quotable things until I started (laughs) watching this show. (laughs) 
<laughs> that lady was prolific. Mm, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I like, and I especially, I love it. Would not shut up. <laughs> I love it because they make every different character like read a quote like sometime during the season. And sometimes they're like, of course, Patinkin like pours his soul into it. And then sometimes it's um, black guy whose name I've forgotten. Derek something. Derek. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Agent Oily Derek. shower. <laughs> yeah. Oily Derek has to read a quote. <laughs> And he's always just kind of like, the ultimate peace of mind is a piece of pie. Uh, <laughs> Jonas Salk. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Margaret Mead. Margaret Mead. <laughs> he, like, he reads it like he's in like a fifth grade classroom. And like, he's just been asked to stand up and read something aloud for the first time. Like and I the- love that they like don't bother to get another take. They're not like, try that again, but like less <laughs> no, like you couldn't in, care. production. They gotta just keep gotta, going. They gotta bang this out. <laughs> It's like it's like Helen uh, Keller said, my favorite part of the Oreo is both sides. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some oh, weird Helen. quote about food. All right, uh, Hath, what is your minor compliment? Uh, well, I've been thinking for a while about things that I like about this show. And uh-huh. okay. they, are, they are sadly nice. few. I'm not much into procedurals. But I started, I, I am a costume designer, so I started looking at all the clothes in the show. And, and an editor. Uh, yeah, guys, I'm, I do a lot of cool things. You're uh, basically the BAU of yeah. your trade. I went to five schools, including Hogwarts. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you guys have a job, but I just do rad shit all day. Yeah, I don't know if that's weird, but... I just keep it 100 all the time. <laughs> so I, the uh, tech, tech lady... Um, Garcia. Yes. I was going to call her Sassy McHeadband. Uh, <laughs> sure. Why are they all yeah, Irish? Why not? Uh, Come you on, know, you guys. Hey, that's the way it is. No one else exists in the world. <laughs> in in this world, you know. They're all Quantico Irish. Um, <laughs> she had a sleep mask that had a closey eyes on it with, like, long lashes, and it was very Breakfast at Tiffany's, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was Yeah, that nice. was a sassy headband. I've been thinking about what I liked about the show for a long time, and... Uh, <laughs> Best I can do is a headband. There's one. It was an eye mask. Eye mask. <laughs> it was an eye mask that I misidentified as a headband. Well, it might as That's well. That's why have I been. can't have cool jobs. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. That was Criminal Minds. Wasn't it? Okay. That was it. There it was. Yeah, was uh, and thank you so much to our sponsors. Uh, so our sponsor, just just Sal, just uh, Mr. Captain Von Moneybags, Not, but but also the whole Moneybags family for being such great supporters of us over time. Also, thank you to our newest meat buddy, Meryl Spencer, the uh, very powerful sorcerer. Um, I uh, you didn't uh, you didn't appear in the ad a lot. You did get mentioned, but like you did, you were there emotionally more than as an as a character. Um, also, thank you guys to everybody for the longboard pictures. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that was yeah. so fun. Are you going to get a longboard? Here's the thing. I would love to get a longboard, but your theory was like, for when I'm on the road, and I don't have a car, and I'm stuck in a hotel. But so your theory involves me bringing a longboard on the airplane everywhere I oh, go? Oh, sure does. Do that all the time. Yeah, longboard up and down those aisles until they ask you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Which should be a very short amount of time. Oh my God. They would ask you to leave right away. I like the idea. I don't like having a like having a whole extra longboard and a backpack full of gear because I don't. I don't no, you just get one of those longboard with those backpacks with the straps on the outside, where you just put it on the on the thing. And then I've just, but then I gotta I also carry a helmet and and wrist pads so I don't break my wrist. No one said it would be easy. 
your whole point was that it would be easier than like calling a cab for some reason. I need well, to bring all this stuff. I would love cheaper. to longboard. More fun. Sure. Also, Megan does not want me to longboard because she's afraid I'll break my face. Uh, because one time, my sister used to longboard all the time, and uh, one time I stood on it and then almost immediately fell over backwards and nearly hit my head on a concrete pillar. So, oh, she's, well, so there is a precedent. Yeah. There is, there's, there's a precedent. Yeah, prior bad acts uh, from the longboards, but uh, I do appreciate the photos. I am considering it against my <laughs> yes against advice of counsel. Um, <laughs> Also, uh, a shout out to Jeremy, thanks, who said hi to me at a uh, fan of the show who came to Hecklevision yesterday. You guys, I'm a big fan of Hecklevision. They have it in Portland. There's in a couple other cities. I think there's one in Austin, too, where you watch a bad movie and you text Heckles and they show up under the screen. So yesterday we watched the incredible movie Congo, uh, which includes... Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is an incredible film. It's yes. so fun. <laughs> Amy-like movie. Uh that was- <laughs> Was from that. Oh God, Amy! Ah, I forgot about Amy. <laughs> Amy drinks a martini. There's a scene where uh, a person <laughs> in a monkey costume, which is what's going on, just drinks a martini which on an is, airplane. I like how for the movie uh, Congo, you had to make sure that we all realized not a real gorilla. Well, no, yeah. I guess I mean like I think it's I think it's a person most of the time and not animatronics, but I could be wrong. It looks like a I person. Think you're right about that. But anyway, just <laughs> Amy green drop drink, and then they just give her a martini. <laughs> also, the whole movie, especially in she Hegelism, weighs like six hundred pounds. Her, her metabolism can take it. It's well, okay. that's probably true. Although, also, the whole movie feels like it's about that guy who, having sex with a gorilla, and that, and then like slowly letting her go. Um, just a reminder about Congo. Anyway, Hegelvision, check it out. Thanks for saying hi, Jeremy. Uh, and uh, thanks for being here. As always, at C. Walter Smith, and at the time. Oh yeah, the best. my pleasure, man. Yeah, so good to talk to you both. And at Sarah Hathaway, Sarah, tell us about your new show. You've got a show running in Chicago. Yeah, I do. Um, So my fiancé and I have been joking for a while about doing a show that objectified men as much as possible. We just Uh thought that was a really funny concept to start from. Uh Uh-huh. And in, like, a loving way, guys. It's okay. Um, (laughs) So we wrote a comedy about male strippers, and it's called Roast Beef. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's at this theater in Chicago called CIC. Um, it runs at Saturdays at 8 um, through July 18th, except the 4th of July. Uh, but it's really, really fun. We have an awesome cast and director and choreographer. These guys will actually dance and get down to thongs. So if you want to see some butts... Let me ask um, you this question. <laughs> show. Wait, 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 wait. You had me at butts. <laughs> yep. There are butts in the show. There's are there tearaway pants? Yes, and I made them all. I did all the costumes. Oh, They're nice. very good. Um, That's hard to do. There was a Project Runway where they had to make tearaway clothes for Thunder from Down Under, and they were real bad yeah. at it. Well, they're hard. It's hard because you have to make them look like they're not. Yeah. And then give enough room where they can dance in them without ripping them too early. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a big uh, problem. I ran timing into. is key. Yeah. Mine is not perfect. They are not perfect at all. But they look they look pretty good, on, I will say. And we got the, a good review, so we're doing good. On the Project Runway where they had to do it, there are two teams, and one team makes these clothes that look just terrible. Like they barely they're supposed to be suits and they're like all falling apart and they're weird angles and they don't look anything like real clothes. <sighs> but they tear away perfectly. And the other team makes these great looking suits and the guys can't tear them. So they come out dancing <laughs> and they go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was, it's probably my favorite episode of it's that really show. It's really funny. I'm going to look that up. It's I'm like, so good. I'm so into like 
strip reviews now. Like we we did like a lot of research for this show, and it's just it's oh, really fascinating. <laughs> yeah, so you much horny research. Horny butts. Research all that long. Um, yeah, it's just it's a really fascinating like like subculture, and I think the show that we came up with is really. Just like fun and silly and funny, ton of audience interaction. You don't have to tip them. People have been, Sweet. which is really funny, but we don't ask for that. Oh, <laughs> but they keep it. Uh, we're we're pooling it all, and we're going to do something nice for the cast at the end of the round. Oh, so wait, 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 wait you're, you're not keeping it. You're taking. You're it and stealing their jar. tips. You're yeah. skimming from the strippers. You are objectifying them perfectly. You get this business really well. We <laughs> gave the give cast- them- we gave the cast the option whether they wanted to each keep their own or pool it, and they chose to pool it. That's yeah, nice they're going to pool it in the in some pudding in a kiddie pool that they have to wrestle yeah. at the end of the show. Yep, yeah, they're going to really nice further moment. exploit them. So <laughs> Roast Beef is playing in Chicago yeah. through July 18th, Saturday. Go yep. see it. Go, Go see it. I wish walk, I could. Walk, don't run. Amazing. Wait, run, don't walk. Yeah, run, don't walk. No, it's pretty hot in Chicago. You might want to walk. It would... yes, yeah, walk, walk so you can stay, <laughs> you can stay conscious during the show. Also, I look forward to the Christmas parody, uh, Roast Beast, where it's all who's yeah. stripping for you. Oh, boy. You know, if it's a success, we'll we'll do it as many times as we find people willing to take their pants off. Well, oh, <laughs> probably forever. Uh, well, thanks for being here, Sarah. Everybody go see Roast Beef. We'll all be back next week. Goodbye. Straight banging. Straight banging.